so I was out last night, and you know, I'm very heartened by this uh, Pest World 2018. I'm really glad I came because I'm having a good time. And I also met some guys I know from years ago that didn't die, aren't sick, and still have their wits about them. And I made a new friend, Dan the Man, from up in Boston. And Dan we, Fleischer from Pest X. We have a lot in common. Some of it I can't repeat. Most of it. <laughs> but it just goes to show you, we had a lot of fun in pest control coming up. We're having a lot of fun now here. And uh, it's, it, it's great. I'm just having such a good time. And you know what I discovered? I haven't been out doing much lately, you know, for the last 20 years except teaching. But, baby, I can still sell. So we had somebody just walk up to the booth from Apprehend, Nina Jenkins. Nina, why don't you tell us about your product, how you got into business? Hi, thank you very much. So, so yeah, Apprehend's been out on the market now for 12 months. We launched it at Pest World last year. So we've been getting absolutely fantastic feedback from those brave souls that gave us a try last year with no field data whatsoever. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this year we've got a lot of proof that it works very well in the field and a uh, number of people coming through our booth saying, oh, you know, a friend of mine recommended this. They started using it a month or so ago and uh, really great positive feedback. And it's so good to put names to faces or faces to names um, from our Can calls. you explain how Apprehend works on the bed bugs? Sure. So it's a, it's a fungal biopesticide. So unlike the, the sort of chemicals, we're actually using a disease of insects to control the bed bugs. So what we do is we have uh, the fungal spores of the fungus, which is called Bavaria bassiana. Uh, we formulate those spores in a very specific oil formulation and it's, it's sprayed as a, as a ready-to-use product so you don't add water or anything like that but you lay down barriers of the fungal spores and the areas where you know that the bed bugs will walk so like around the bottom of the box spring, around the side of the box spring, anywhere where you know that a bed bug will emerge from a harborage and be heading when it's looking for its blood meal. So we we advise strategic placement of barriers and they last for about three months. When the bed bug crosses the barrier, it picks up the spores on its body and those spores can then be transferred from one bed bug to another when they go back to their harborage just by direct contact. I'm gonna ask you that next. And there's no effect on humans or pets? No, no. So it is an EPA registered product and we, we did do the, the whole EPA six pack involving rats and rabbits and uh, we, we got, you know, full registration based on, on those safety data. So no, it doesn't affect humans and pets. Um, but there is um, a requirement to wear a respirator when you're spraying it because you're atomizing um, a petroleum distillate in the formulation and then a four hour re-entry period. So you need to keep keep people who are not wearing respirators out of that that is sprayed environment for four hours but after that there's there's no risk to humans or pets so this uh, this product um, uh, can be used by the general public or you have to be a certified pest control technician yeah we only sell to licensed pest controllers oh, okay. is it a 25b product no, it's fully registered, fully registered with the EPA, okay. and we have uh, state-by-state registration throughout the U.S., with the exception of California, which will come into. We're here at Pest World 2018 in Orlando. We have our good friend Dan Fleischer from Pestex in Boston, Massachusetts. What? Where is it, though? Actually, it's Fort actually in Framingham. It's about 25, 30 miles west of Boston. Okay, so Framingham. I met Dan at Pest World in D.C. probably about 10 years ago. And uh, he reminded me of 
a guy from Brooklyn, and we've just hit it off since. So, Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in pest control, where you're at now. I'll ask some more questions as we go. So I started in the uh, business, uh, actually my father and my grandfather and my uncle started a pest control company in 1962. At that time I was only seven years old, but uh, growing up uh, as I got older, I would work for them, you know, summer times on the bird crew or the termite crew, you know, make a few bucks for school. I actually bought a motorcycle one summer with the money I made, much to their uh, chagrin which is Yiddish for not being happy, but I think <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, and uh, I went to University of Wisconsin. I was supposed to be a lawyer, uh, you know, Jewish kids, lawyers or doctors. And my father said to me when I was graduating, he goes, you know, why don't you skip law school? Why don't you come, you know, join, come in the business? And the last thing I wanted to be was a bug guy, you know, it wasn't glamorous or sexy. I wanted to be a lawyer, save the world, you know, wear a suit every day. Next thing I know, I'm a, a pest control operator, and uh, you know, I learned from the bottom up. Uh, I used to go into the sewers of Boston with uh, uh, bread, lard, and cat food, uh, bags of it. Uh, they, they, the, the, the city uh, guy would open up a manhole, and he'd hand me a map, and he'd say, listen, follow this map, and I'll meet you, you know, 15 blocks away. You know, it was the summertime, it'd be 100 degrees, and I would literally walk with these plastic bags of bread, lard, cat food, and zinc phosphide, shake it up, and the rats would literally follow me in the sewers, and I would just be <laughs> scattering the bread, lard, and they would just, like the Pied Piper, thousands of rats, American roaches, and, you know, 15 blocks later, they'd pull me out of the manhole. I'd be disgusting. I mean, just roaches on me and just sweating. Um, but uh, little did I know that that was the foundation for teaching me a craft, if you will, right. that has stood me now. I started my own company in 1991, so almost 30 years later, and uh, I, I have the, the dream of all dreams of having my son, who joined me six years ago, on mm -hmm. his own, right. with no pressure from me calling me up, saying, gee, I'd like to, like to come work with you in the business. So it's really a dream come true for me, because my father and uncle, uh, sold their company back in the late 80s to Waste Management and even though I wanted to buy the company I would have to buy it over many many years and Waste Management just wrote them a check right. so I worked with Waste Management for I had a three-year contract and after one year we told each other to go f ourselves and, and that was you that, know that was good adios amigo <laughs> so in 1991 it was January 3rd 1991 it was three degrees below zero uh, my wife said to me, we're broke, uh, we can't pay the mortgage, and we're in trouble. I said, well, you know, I do know pest control, so uh, I, uh, I took my credit card, I bought a used truck, I bought a uniform, I got some chemicals, and I went down to uh, the most wealthy real estate in Boston, Newberry Street, because the, the residential, there was three degrees below zero and a foot of snow on the ground. Mrs. Jones didn't have any cop in her hands, I can <laughs> promise you that. Which, in retrospect, turned out to be a blessing because I knocked on commercial doors right. for 12 hours, and I came back 12 hours later, and my wife said, how'd you do? I go, I sold one account. She goes, that's awesome. Next morning, I got up. She goes, where are you going? I'm going to go sell, uh, service the account I sold yesterday for $45, and I'm going to come back with three more. Well, one day she came home, 
and I had just sat at the bottom of the stairs to take off and take off my boots. And I said, I'm just going to lay down here on the rug for a second and take a rest. And I fell asleep. But my wife thought I had fallen down the stairs and I was dead. <laughs> so when she came home, you know, she was shaking me and I opened my eyes and she's crying. She goes, I thought you had fallen down the stairs and dead. I go, no, I just took a little <laughs> nap because I've been working around the clock, yeah. selling, servicing, and collecting. Restaurants doing in the middle of the night. Get up the next day, go sell. And she said to me, she goes, you know, she goes, don't you think you want to hire somebody? You can't keep going on like this. And I said, yeah, but if I hire, if I hire someone, I got to give them half my income. She said, yeah, but if you keep doing this, you're going to be dead. So I hired my first employee. Oop. And the model came, the model was, I mean, she went to, she went to uh, MIT Sloan School of Management to get her MBA. I went to Northeastern. So you think we'd have some sophisticated business plan? <laughs> Every time I fell asleep at the bottom of the stairs, I hired another employee. <laughs> there you go. That was the model. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, you know, I'm not the biggest guy. I got, I got 15 employees. You know, we were a very, very strong niche commercial base, which in retrospect turned out to be a blessing because I, I've never laid off a guy. You know, when, the, when it gets cold, I keep my guys 12 months of the year because that commercial base uses me 12 months right. a year, right? Yeah. So I'm blessed. And, and as a matter of fact, there's something very big just happened and it's very confidential, but I can tell you guys because you're my friends. It was always my dream because my father never gave me or sold me any of his business. Uh, this year, I gifted my son 25% uh, of my company. Nice. nice. And I can, I'm going to give it. Eventually, I'll give the whole thing to him. Give it to him. And, and stop working, right? And, yeah, and stop. Well, that, that's the key. Talk well, to him about it. He's been stopped working for 20 years. I, I, I'm not retired. Just I am in between adventures. I just do enough in pest control to keep my pinky in there where I could be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And, and it's still relative in certain ways. But you're still young. How old are you? 73. You're se see, okay, you're exactly 10 years older than me. I mean, I'm tired. You must be fucking exhausted. I remember when I was doing a, a day route, and I used to drive down. I had this Datsun B210 station wagon. Perfect. And I used Put to have to, Yeah, yeah. I you had a wind-up alarm clock. I parked down in some crappy neighborhood. Yeah. And I go to sleep for a couple hours and then go do a night route. And, you know, that's what you did. And people would look at you. And, and I remember a very vivid story. Like you said, my parents, when I told them I was leaving the bank, my mother, 12 years of Catholic education, and now you hit the bottom of the barrel, you're going to be a goddamn rat catcher. Thank God my father said, we'll talk. And he told my mother, it's okay. And while he was around, she didn't bother me. Once he went to work, you're a god. Okay. And my mother had a dream. Her first son was going to be a priest. Didn't work out. Yeah. Second son was going to go to college. That worked out well. And third son was going to be a cop. So I told him, on, two out of three. <laughs> That's a pretty right. good average. Two man. out of three ain't bad. So, anyway, uh, and people looked at you like, oh, look what he did. He used to be, used to dress in a nice suit. Yeah, but I'm making money now, exactly. baby. Exactly. So you could think. And I wear a uniform every day. I wear a uniform. People said that to me like, you, you, you got this. How come you roll? I, I am more comfortable in a uniform, and I am selling when I'm in this uniform. When I'm in a suit, I'm like a lot of other people. When I got my uniform on, I'm unique. You're in go, you're in go mode. And when I got the uniform on, I'm selling. There you go. And not only that, people say to me, like, you're doing what now? I said, well, we're cleaning the elevator pits. Why? I go, 
well, the guys in the elevator industry don't want to clean the pits anymore because they're afraid of the AIDS virus. What are you guys doing? I go, we researched AIDS virus. We know how to put on a good show. We know that the virus dies after 24 hours exposure to the air. And we know we're going to spray it with bleach and water before we go down here. We do put on a terrific show. And it's good money, man. Why not? So I got a question for you, Dan. What do you think or how do you feel about the current merger and acquisition situation in pest control? It's very interesting because, as you guys know, the big companies have been trying to merge and acquire smaller companies for many, many years. I mean, like I said, back in the 80s, and it was before that, waste management went on a buying spree and bought up a ton of companies. And it's still today they're trying to consolidate the industry. It's not working, and I I think it's not working because guys like me who have sons who are interested in are going into it. But there are a lot of guys, as you know, who are selling because who, yeah, because their offspring don't want to be. Right. They're going to be a cop, they're going to be a priest, they're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. It's, it's not a glamorous or sexy industry. Obviously, it provides beautifully. I mean, I'm for, my son's fourth generation, but I think it's going to, it's going to continue to go on because A, as, as, as uh, the, the, the speaker said today, we, we get paid on a multiple of revenue, not profit. Mm-hmm. So that's a big number. I mean, I mean, some companies I know are going two, three. I heard uh, Modern went for almost four times revenue. I heard that. I don't think it happened. but I know somebody that just went for like 3.3 times revenue. So it's getting up there close to four. It's crazy. So those are, attra- you know, and if you're doing a couple of million bucks and someone's going to give you $6 million... You know, you can look at that, and you might you might take pause. My company's not for sale, as my son says. We're never going to be for sale. You know, I, I. Well, he's about to start a family. He's getting married. He right? got married. Oh, yep. He got married. Exactly. Right. He got married in June. Yeah, and he's starting a family, and he, and he sees that this is a a wonderful, uh, profitable, uh, rewarding. You know, we help people every day. We protect their home, their businesses, their, their, their food supply. I mean, it's wonderful. What we, 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 we consider ourselves the old phrase, guardians of the environment. And, and we, we've increased longevity, life, life longevity. In a uh, hundred years ago, your average life expectancy was like 46. Three reasons, better pest control. Better uh, medicine. Right, and, and better agricultural products. Right. So two out of three of those deal with pesticides. That's right. So a better sanitation. So, you know what? We're responsible for two of them anyway. It's, and, and, and the other thing is I think it's going to continue to be, the mergers are going to continue, but it's going to be difficult because I think more people, instead of shying away from pest control, they're going to, it, we're going to be looked by society as, you know, these guys just aren't rat catchers. These guys right. are keeping diseases out of our right. schools right. and our hospitals. We're going to, ele- we're going to be elevated, you know? The other, the other, the the other thing. consolidation. What I like about consolidation is they can't do what we do as a small company. So when they buy these companies, all of a sudden we're getting, we see like a 2%, 3% increase because they can't service them how the company they bought was able to service them. That's anymore. right. Because they can't, it, you, you know more than, it's now, it's a very much relationship bedroom. A, a bedroom, a relationship. Okay, that, no, let's go with that. Well, no, no. And uh, the reason I said bedroom is, you know, waste management said, okay, we're going to, to, to Dan Fleischer's pick up his garbage. Why don't we go and do his pest control? But it's very different picking up the garbage and going into Dan Fleischer's bedroom and then opening up his nightstand, you know, looking for roaches, and you find a dildo. I mean, that's very personal. I mean, that's personal. That happened to you, too? Oh, yeah. I think everybody's got that story. Well, of course we do. Look at it. You're even blushing, and it's hard to see. So, yeah, I mean, 
the right, the bigger companies fail with the, re, I think, establishing that relationship. And that's what companies like Col Old Colony and, and, uh, and Pestec survive. Right. Old Colony, it's Colony. And, and, and you know what? The other thing, too, I noticed when I sold my company, guys that worked for you, two of them went into their own business. They just went around and talked to the, you know, the customers. They're like, what's happening? Oh, oh, oh. You don't have a non-compete with them. You got the non-compete with me. I'm not doing anything, man. Just keep sending those checks, boys, and everything will be fine. I, I, I don't know how you're running your company, but I did find out. They got a guy from India who's named, like he's interviewing you as a potential customer. He was lieutenant colonel in the Indian Army, third-rate army, and, 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 and he, he reports to people down in Tennessee. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. I don't give a shit about what you're doing. So this guy has no... He doesn't know that, that New York is a bunch of little neighborhoods. No. You've got to learn the culture. Sure. You've got to know how to talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got, you, it's that connection. Right, right, exactly. So, you Dan, know, what's your craziest pest control story? But aside from the dildo. <laughs> All right, this is really personal, but I'm going way back now. Okay. Statue of limitations ran out. So, when I was, as soon as I could drive, my father gave me a route, okay? Nice area, downtown Boston. It was August. It was, you know, 85 degrees already at seven in the morning. And, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm in my, you know, 18 or so. And, um, you know, you had the B&G sprayer. You pumped up the can. You you knocked on the apartment door. If you were a lefty, you went left and hit all the baseboards. If you were righty, you went right. Problem solved. Done. So I knock on this apartment door, and the most breathtaking woman opens the door. Now I'm 18. She's probably 25 or 26. Okay, so, but she clearly looks like an older woman to me. I mean, certainly more mature. I'm 18. I'm probably a virgin, or maybe one time, but it was, you know, I she, didn't know what I was doing either looked, way. She, she looked more experienced to you than exactly. you were. Exactly. Ah, okay. And all she's wearing is a white bathrobe, which is closed. I'll put that in quotation marks. <laughs> it wasn't quite closed, but I'm, in, you know, I'm looking away. I am not making, I, I am not looking at her. I go, hi, I'm Dan. I'm from Certified Pest Control. I'm here to treat your unit. She goes, come in. I'm not looking at her. I'm looking away because this is, I don't, you know, something's going to happen. I'm, I don't know, and I'm afraid. So I take, I take the pump the can up. I do the left. I'm walking around all the rooms. I get to her bedroom. And I'm swallowing hard because even today, I'm 63, <laughs> you know, 45 freaking years later, something's happening inside of me right da -da -da -da. now. So, uh... I, and, and, and I would say this to everyone, and you probably have said those sa same words. I'm all done. Is there any other place you'd like me to service? And it just <laughs> rolled out because that's what happened. And guess what? She's laying on the bed, and the bathrobe opens up. Did you complete the service? Not only did I complete the service, I was there for three days. No cell phone, never called home for three days. My parents had the police, the F they called every law enforcement. I go home three days later and my father looks at me and beats the crap out of me in the kitchen. Beats me to a pulp, my mother's screaming, I'm getting a beating and after the beating he looks at me, he goes, I hope it was worth it. And I said, 
I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so did you make a return visit to this lady? Uh? Never saw her again. Oh. oh, that's the best. So, this Dan Fleischer from Pestex from Boston, we, uh, thanks for coming on. You want to plug anything? No, I, I, I'd like to plug you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> and I, you. I, I love the industry because we get to have these kind of relationships. Yeah. And it's just great that we share information. Yeah. And I think you're podcasting. You're onto something really good. I think you're ahead of your time, but I think you should really forge ahead with it because I think it's a wonderful idea. Thank you. Thank you. One last note. I, I want to meet with you more. I mean, we don't have time here, but I got to meet somebody for, for dinner tonight. Maybe we could have dinner uh, Thursday night? Well, Thursday night I'm going out with uh, with the Bell Lab. How about we cut out of here and have lunch or something? Okay. I'd like to talk to you, man. Love it. It was great It was great. You. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com.